Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Moments with Ndero, where I hope to encourage you, inspire you, and uplift you. So here's a question. Is greatness possible? Is greatness achievable? Do you even believe that you have greatness within you? On this episode, I speak to a lady with an expansive career and great insights who just highlights on this word greatness. So as you listen and as you reflect, I hope you'll be able to answer if greatness is possible for you. Tune in. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me on my podcast. Thank you. Thank you once again, Phyllis. You're most welcome. I'm happy to be here. So before we dive into our conversation, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So my name is Phyllis Mwangi. I am an entrepreneur. That's how I like to introduce myself. I am also the National Coordinator for the Shikris in the Commonwealth Project in Kenya, a project that is funded by the Foreign Commonwealth Development Office, in which is formerly UKA. And we support women. Um, currently, we're supporting women in the agribusiness sector, in tourism, ITBPO, and textile and apparel. And on top of that, who am I? I am um, a passionate person. I really have a heart for both women and men. I have hearts for humans to succeed in everything they do, but even more so for women because I do identify with them. I identify the special challenges that women are dealt with. And I think the reason they're dealt with those special challenges is because they have the capacity and the material to overcome those challenges. So that said, I have a very special calling, especially for women in business, just women politically living their lives. And that's why I'm passionately serving as uh, in that capacity. Um, I am a mother of three wonderful children. Um, uh, one is 18 now, 12 and 8. The 8-year-old eight, eight is a girl. And yes, um, I'm married to Mr. Mangi. Uh, yeah, we live in Nairobi, Kenya, and we are very happy to enjoy the sunshine on this side of the earth. Thank you so much for sharing that. You mentioned that you're passionate about women and women being in business. I know 2020 was difficult for majority of us. So how would you encourage a woman business owner to step into 2021? Wow. How would I encourage a woman to step into 2021? Woman on business. Okay. So I think I would encourage you to look at it positively because on top of... Um, you know, let me let me just give a bit of my background is I run soft skills development, you know, training sessions. And uh, I realized that your outlook really, really determines your experience. And so I couldn't emphasize more on the need for a positive mindset. And it's not just a cliche. What you're thinking about is definitely what you're attracting, literally all of the time. So if you're thinking 2020 was such a bad year, and I can understand that, and I can empathize, but to me, if you really think about it, it's just time. It's just, you know, 12 hours, another 12 hours, another 12 hours. So what you're experiencing in this 
12 hours is what is the thought and the idea that you implanted the previous 12 hours, maybe 10 days ago, but even more seriously, perhaps a year ago. So last year was very challenging for many businesses, but I also know, and I've also spoken to very many entrepreneurs, both men and women, but especially women, who did extremely well in 2020. So what am I trying to say? Think about the Great Depression of, you know, of the 40s and the 50s. Think about that Great Depression. There are some people who came out, you know, depressed. And that's why it was called the Great Depression. But there are some people who came out, I think, billionaires, because there's a mindset that you can obtain in, in, the, in the midst of a storm, in the midst of change. There's a mindset, and that mindset is the one that then begins to open up opportunities for you. So basically, it's, um, it's something called the law of belief. What you believe and really, really believe passionately is what will begin to manifest in your life. Now, let me give an example. Um, women in tourism, these are wonderful women that I work with, and I understand, you know, everything came to a standstill. But then I really applaud and celebrate those who have decided, hey, let me move into an essential service, you know, let me move into an essential service space where I can do what will put food on the table. And I really applaud that. And, you know, that is that resilience, it's that human resilience that, hey, I have to find something to do. But my, um, my caution is, yes, as you do that, and yes, as we celebrate you to do that, also remember your experience is not for nothing. Your experience, is, your experience counts. If you've had 10 years in an industry, 20 years in an industry, let me tell you, the lessons you have learned are, are worth, you know, like three degrees. So you, it all just can't go down the drain. So as you do your, you know, essential service business, which you have perhaps little expertise in, all right, don't lose out on understanding and studying and really putting in your mind to how will tourism sector come out in 2020, 2021, December? How will it play out? How is it playing out? Am I interested in local tourism? Maybe not, maybe yes. If you are, try and begin to strategize in that area. Am I interested still in international tourism? Let me tell you, there's no way we humans are going to be limited forever or on quarantine forever. I think tourism will really recover. So how will it recover is, is the question that you need to ask yourself. And so as you're doing what you're doing to live every day, put a bit of attention into studying and understanding that which is your expertise and seems to have gone up into thin air. Ask yourself questions such as, okay, what are the trends? How is technology playing in? What can I do? Because you know what? You stand to be the greatest beneficiary when this sector comes back. And it won't just come back and then now you take advantage. You'll have taken advantage in the planning and the strategizing and the thought process because it will definitely come back. So I think that will be my advice for a woman uh, approaching 2021. If you're in the, the category where your business went up in smoke, your products are held in a shop and the shop went under, you know, you're wondering how to make ends meet, you, you do what you gotta do and we, we appreciate that and we celebrate that. But remember, what that product that you had in that shop already is an expertise. That tourism business already is an expertise. So don't lose out on your core, that is your core competence. 
it's going through a rough time, but the fact that it's your core competence means you are best placed to see the opportunities that technology or the world or Africa free trade or there are so many opportunities coming up right now. Things are changing. I want to say Vindu, Vijayanjanga, you know, things are really changing. But uh, be part of that change, not observing the change, but going through that change, all the pains, all the nuances, all the challenges, and, and then we'll always come out. We'll come out on the other side with a lot of positivity and a lot of uh, hope and a lot of impact too. So that's what I would say to anyone who, who is experiencing a difficult year. If you had, who experienced a difficult year in 2020, if you had a very good year in 2020, um, you know, I would encourage you now really put up the pillars of not an individual business, but plan for a business that is scalable, plan for a business that can move to different parts of the continent, plan for a business that can move to a different parts of the world, because currently, as we can see and as we know it, the world is flat. You put your product on the net and literally everyone sees it. So begin to focus on, of course, digital marketing, understanding your target customer, because again, you're not here to serve the whole world, but you start small and then you continue to increase your influence. And let the structures in your business really adapt to uh, you know, uh, leveraging on other people's strengths, because you really can't do it alone. It, we've moved from, if you are supplying to Nairobi, Kenya, or just Kenya, now your product even if you put it online, it's available in, in, in Indonesia. It's available everywhere. So think, okay, I can't do this alone anymore. It's, my business is a wonderful business. It's growing. Its time has come. But make sure you put the structures, systems, and processes, and people who will support you uh, globally, to move global, to move regional. So I think there's a lot of um, need for strategic thinking and really people moving away from being me, myself, and I, my business, I make all the decisions, I do all the work, and I, yes, it's good to make decisions, but begin to train um, a tribe of, you know, people, both men and women, who can then understand your vision and take it to the next level, put it on paper, and make the best out of 2021 going forward. Such insightful information. Dear listener, I hope you've taken note and realized that you want to have a company or a business that is global and that has a team that can support that global business. So you chose the word greatness, Phyllis, for this yes. conversation. Why greatness? Wow. Um, wow, why greatness? I just think, um, and that's why I've talked about looking at 2021 as a great opportunity. I think 2020 to 2030 is a decade where this great opportunity, and even more so, especially for women. Um, this great opportunity for women, and it's an opportunity for women to be great. And let me just caveat here that, you know, we have, <clears throat> when we train women, we have nothing against men. We have nothing against the boy child. I have two sons, uh, you know, husbands, we have spouses, we have, you know, fathers. So nothing against men, but to be honest, this thing has been culminating into a moment, and I think that moment has come between 2020 and 2030. And I think women are very inclusive the way I choose to see it. Women are very inclusive. They, 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 they are very family-oriented. They are natural. So it's difficult 
you know, it's difficult to say, you know, it's not right to say that when women succeed, they lose everything else and just think about the money. It may have happened to a few and far apart there, but it does, that is not the rule of thumb. The rule of thumb, and that's why I said look at it with a positive mindset, is um, the rule of thumb for me is women can, women will, and women can make the world better, you know. So that said, uh, why did I think of greatness? I thought of greatness uh, because it's a great opportunity right now. We have many systems literally collapsing, um, many systems going through the troubled waters. And if you really, really look at the news and look at what's going on in the industry, you look at what, what's going on in the world, you look at what's going on even in countries, you realize nobody really knows what to do. <laughs> That's my opinion. There's no expert in in, in, in crisis. You can have an expert take you through crisis management, like we have the crisis management toolkit, which is great. But when you look at some of the decisions industries, the people in industries are making, you realize, hmm, actually, we don't really know, but we since we have to make a decision, we just have to go with that hunch. Um, so when systems are collapsing, others are coming up. There's no vacuum, okay? Others are coming up. And the reason I chose greatness is because then you must position yourself to be that person who is coming up with that new way of thinking that is, number one, it must be win-win. Most of the time, uh, we've been taught that for me to win, somebody has to lose. Mm -hmm. But the world is moving towards partnership. If you look at the SDGs, it's, you know, partnership for progress, you know. Partnership is so critical. For me to win, my colleague doesn't have to lose. For me to win, for Kenya to win, another country doesn't have to lose. And we must, for Africa to win, others don't have to, you know, to feel like they're losing. There's, we just must repurpose the partnership. This, we, we are still open to markets, open to business, but in a way that is win-win. So my first advice would be for this greatness to take place. First of all, put yourself in the position of you know what, I think perhaps I have a solution for my industry. That's why I'm so experienced, and that's why I'm educated the way I'm educated. That's why, the way, that's why I have the uh, network that I have. Perhaps um, I have the solution. If only I can start thinking right and thinking more solution-oriented, you know, be, being more solution-oriented thinking, perhaps I'm the one who will create that, you know, that, that change that will create a new way of doing business. Uh, a new value chain, a new way of working with local communities, a new way of working with regional communities that and still um, maintain, if I was doing international business, and still maintain that international business and still maintain those customers. So, um, uh, so put yourself in the position as the one who perhaps understands better what needs to be done, the, the one who will perhaps be the one to advise government, to the one to advise projects, the one to advise countries, you know. Um, so once you see yourself that way, the next thing you need to do is to create win-win, that's what I've said. Um, just think win-win. I mean, if you remember nothing else on this podcast, just think in your home, just with your household, is it a win-win situation with your children? Of course, that one is parent-child, but make sure that you're bringing out the best in them. With your spouse, is it win-win or is it always about me and I have to benefit and the other person has to feel the pinch? In your, so it, it's an internal work that will definitely come out on the external and really, really reflects on the way you run your business. When you're cutting a deal, now to the real stuff, when you're cutting a deal, 
think about the other person. Put yourself in their shoes. They also want to win. Have you thought about that? And if the worst comes to the worst, please have an exit clause. Give yourself time. Some things you try, they don't work. You burn your fingers. That's part of the school fees. It's part of the school fees of life. So don't beat yourself down. Just move on to the next thing. But to, to be honest, I feel we don't, we don't want to have time right now to, 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 to making too many mistakes. We've, this is a great time to really make all the right decisions because we have so much research. You can enter a market with a lot of information, not necessarily paying for a lot of money to get information. There's Dr. Google, as we call it. There's so much that, uh, especially the ITC International Trade Center, has put out in terms of tools. You want to know, uh, you know, the impact, you know, who is supplying a certain market. Uh, we have what we call them uh, trade map tools. I mean, there's so much. Just Google and really consult with people. Make people your friend because. Uh, people carry a lot of information. There's something I believe. I believe that um, um, I'm deficient of something that somebody else has. So the way I treat other people is, is, is very important because those people could hold the next key to my next space, you know, to my next business, to my next position. So I treat people with care, whether big or small, whether women or men, whether youth or the old, treat people you know, with utmost respect just because they are human and they do carry something that you most likely do not have. And I think that's how the world is placed. I have something, you don't have something, we partner. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, we learn lessons and we move on. So the reason I said greatness is because all this, it's a whole new world. It's a whole new opportunity um, to create really what you've always dreamt, dreamt of. And let me also say without being corrupt. Okay, yeah. let me emphasize without being corrupt because, uh, especially in Africa, we know uh, corruption has reigned to supreme. Yeah. And I'm not saying in other countries there's no corruption, but surely uh, it's been we felt the pinch in this country, we felt the pinch the way we do business. But now with technology, it's possible to really just level that space and create really great systems that work for all for women, men, youth, children, old people, everybody is right. So, yeah, that's why I chose greatness. My goodness, I agree with you on all those points. Win-win. Sometimes we get so afraid of seeing the other person winning, I guess because of the scarcity mentality, but it's time to think bigger than that, to have abundance thinking and saying that we all have a piece of the pie, not just myself having the pie. So with that in mind, let's change the conversation just a little bit. I'm going to ask you random questions. Don't overthink yep. them. Just what comes to mind, answer. Okay. So the first one is, if you could interview a famous person, who would you choose? Oh, my goodness. I'm overthinking. Yes, you're overthinking. I have so many. I have so many. <laughs> okay, if I could interview a famous person, who would, you, who would I choose? Right now, I would choose to interview Biden. Interesting. Why Biden? Um, because also he is in the midst of great change, overwhelming change, uh, coming from vice president and four years off, and then now there's this opportunity, and then having probably half the country not not with him, you know. So I think I would interview him just what's going on in his head, you know, what how does he plan to bring the country together? How will it be a win-win? Is it possible? And I guess. How do you create greatness out of all this mess? It's, it's, I've been thinking about it a lot. 
And yeah, I think I would also like to interview Trump, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I said Biden first. So yeah, the, it's just the thought of the challenges that, uh, the, number one, the moment the globe is in, mm. the pandemic, and then now the moment America is in, uh, it, it, it's quite a challenge. But again, I say, I, I, I must see the positive aspect out of everything. And so, yeah, I'm sure he sees the positive aspect out of it. And just to interview him and, under, and, and, and understand what's going on in your head. What you're going to do <laughs> to bring this country together. And yeah, before it plays out. Yeah, and you, you bring up such a great um, example, especially for leadership. And, you know, in our different capacities, we are leaders, you know, in the home, in our workplaces, in our communities. So what can you tell someone they are facing diverse or intense challenges? How can they walk through them and become a better person out of it? So, and, you know, actually that speaks also into the, the year that passed, 2020, and some still experiencing some really, really uh deep, almost you thought unbearable challenges. I think um, without sounding like, uh, like, like, let me say cliche, I think the answers are really within, not without. And what do I mean by that? I think the fears, as I said earlier, the fears you feel, the disappointment you feel, the perhaps even the, the depression you feel is, 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 as a result of seeing a challenge on the external world and seeing your business go down, seeing perhaps uh, you know um, a marriage go down, or seeing a, just seeing so many challenges in your life, seeing children depressed and kill their parents on the news, you know, mm -hmm. uh, there's so much externally that we are feeding internal. There's very little internal feeding external, and to me, Modoni, I would go back to read the word of god you've got to have an internal work read the word of god what does it say why are you here at this time who are you you know when you begin to understand and find your purpose for yourself not you know what perhaps your boss has told you to do because that's skill oriented not the business you're doing because that's yet another skill entrepreneurship etc but what are you really here for there's a reason why you were born at this time, and there's a reason why you exist, and it's not to be a problem, it's to be a solution. So for someone who's going through a very difficult time, I say, and by the way, I've been through those times. Please note, I, I understand because I've been through those times. And I remember one time, went to a very, very difficult time, I was ready to, you know, I was like, oh God, is this it? Is this how we live this life? I think we are ready to come home if this is it. And I realized later that I was walking through what is called the dark night of the soul, that everybody in on this earth goes through that moment. So I think there's comfort in understanding that you are not the only one going through that. And after you, there'll be others going through that. And it's probably a class and it's a bridge. It's a class that you need to look at as a bridge. Where does that bridge bring you? In my own experience, that bridge made me more resilient. That bridge made me make decisions on how to value myself, on how to uh, treat myself going forward, especially in business. That bridge brought me into a higher space. So um, depression is really, I, I remember being taught that depression is really a dark space 
where you don't see any light. Forget the light at the end of the tunnel. There's no tunnel. There's, it's just darkness. And in that darkness, there are many thoughts that tell you you're worthless after all your education, you know, after all the work you've put in, you've lost money, you've lost a family, you've lost. That's depression. So, what we do in depression is uh, to help people who are completely feeling there's no hope, there's no need for living on, there's no need for fighting on, there's no need for starting another business, there's no need. What we do is really try and pierce with a needle that bubble of darkness and hope that we can pierce a space and they can just see one, just one ray of light one ray of light in that space that is the string that begins to get you out of that depression and what does that ray of light look like it perhaps is look at your children just look at how they play without a care in the world they don't even a pandemic what you know look look at your children and ask yourself okay so why am i their parent why am i their father why am i their mother look at your 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 loved one just look at your mom you know look Look at, I think I use the most intimate relationships because sometimes the other ones can be fleeting. Maybe they're there for just for a season. But look at your most intimate relationships and ask yourself, do I really, what's the blessing in this? Or, you know, what's the opportunity in this? Look at the previous business that went down. You did good. Celebrate that. It went down, yes. And many did. And big companies also went down. So, hey, dream another dream. So it's to just, pinch and punch a little pin of light into that space. And that's what I would tell them, go inward. Don't look outward. If I could advise you, avoid watching TV. Avoid it, avoid watching news. Choose your content because what you're feeding yourself with is what you are feeling. And so begin to feed yourself with truly, I would say the word of God. Go back to great books and great books, the great book, the Bible, and other great books that have been written by men, by women all over the world. I couldn't even go into that. If, if I could give you a list of books, begin to read. There's Kindle or listen to audiobooks if you don't like to read. Watch good movies and make sure you watch funny movies that will have you sitting off, you know, just, just, just laughing until you cry. Watch a movie. Watch some movies on Netflix that are very, very funny, you know. And share. Yeah, and share them with your friends. So in that situation, I would say, go inward and begin to dictate your outward. Because right now what's happening is your outward is dictating your inward. And the big boss really is on the inside. Well said, the big boss is on the inside and you are in control of your internal world. And honestly, if you want to see a change in the external environment, it starts with you. So watch what you're listening, watching, reading, and be the boss of your inner world. So in closing, Phyllis, what is your parting shot to the listener? Wow. My parting shot is uh, the, church, the topic I chose, greatness. Is it possible to be great within a pandemic? Yes. Is it possible to build back, wow, bounce back from your health to your spirituality to your business to your career? Is it possible? Yes, it is. So give yourself so those yes answers more often. Uh, when you ask yourself, when you're faced with a situation, just give yourself, yes, I can do this. Because that yes is dictating to the inner man who then begins to dictate the outer world. As within, so without. Well said, well said. So, is greatness possible? Yes, it is. Anything is, anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Ignore the noise, ignore the naysayers. Just know that if you can believe it, it is possible. 
So until next time, thanks for listening and take care of yourselves.